This is Valor Radio. Valor, strength of mind and spirit that enables a person to face danger with resolve and determination in battle or in any other situation. Valor, like that displayed by veterans of every branch of the military throughout our community. This radio show, Valor Radio, salutes all of you who have raised your right hands to volunteer to protect and preserve our unique American way of life. Thanks for joining us and your brothers and sisters in uniform. When liberty's in jeopardy, I will always do what's right. I'm out here on the front line, sleeping peace tonight, American soldiers. Now, Valor Radio. Well, hello and welcome, sailors, soldiers, airmen, marines, coasties, and guardians. And uh, that's just a little poke at the colonel who just made it in just before airtime. <laughs> we had to uh, we had to get the uh, flagman out there to get him uh, to get him into the parking lot safely. Thank you for joining us, and we have the colonel and the captain Steve Amano here with us. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You know, I, I, I when I was driving here today, I was thinking of our, our dear departed friend, Bill Nojay, that used to, he knew how long the news was. He knew how long the commercials were. <laughs> and he would come in and open up his laptop like 35 seconds before he was supposed to be on the air. And it was like he's sitting here for two hours preparing. It was always an amazing thing to watch him come in here and do that it uh there was not not uh only one occasion when he was coming in the building while the intro was playing no way yeah really yeah, oh, yeah. and, he, and yeah. he'd, hit, he'd hit the mic like he'd been sitting here waiting warmed up and ready to go it's just <laughs> you know and um so that was uh that was uh just <laughs> uncanny ability to to do that and have uh, the clarity of mind to uh go start an hour later you know, every day to be able to do that. So and sometimes he would do the show sitting in a uh, service area on the throughway. Uh, you know, using the uh, the special you know broadcast pack that we gave him. Yeah, he would just he would just sit there, and and, and the quality of that thing is fantastic. That uh, access thing, but uh, but but anyway, it, it's kind of like my my mentor in this, my original mentor in this business, the late Bill Givens, who was the program director for many years of WHAM, and he was always chewing gum on the air. And which I could never do. I mean, I, I don't know how he did it, but he would be, you know, he'd always have this big wad of gum in his mouth. Uh, and some people smoked back in the 60s. Bill chewed gum and he cracked the mic and the gum would somehow like disappear up into some recess of his mouth. <laughs> and how he didn't choke on it, I never knew. Oh, boy. Well, um, nonetheless, we made it. Uh, we started here and... Uh... We're, we're good to go, I think. Um, just a quick update on our friend uh, Brett uh, Soboroski. Uh, man's making distance here. He finished yesterday. He finished um, 37 of 48 marathons. He hasn't taken a break 37 days in a row. He's actually got two extra days built in, so I'm not sure what he's going to do. because uh, i do a couple more marathons. Well, you know what? You're saying that. Knowing this guy, I don't know, but uh, make it an even 50. I don't know what he's going to do, because he does. there's a pretty big ceremony planned, and there's a, a fun run for the last five kilometers. For the last five kilometers to uh, the police memorial on June 11th. And um, he. Uh, 
you know, right now he's on schedule and he hasn't missed a day. Thirty-seven out of thirty-seven days. So are uh, those rain days like uh, build in or? Well, it may be injury or rain or something, but uh, I don't know. And yesterday his time was sub four hours. You know, he's been averaging about four twelve to four twenty-four. So his time's getting better. Well, it must have been. I don't know what the conditions were. Um, well, you know what? I know what it was. Yesterday he felt especially motivated um, with it being Memorial Day. Uh, I think it probably hit home for him in, uh, in many ways. He says he always runs a run on Memorial Day is his way of honoring. Uh, so yesterday was a, a double, in his mind, two reasons to be running. But we'll just keep him in our thoughts and prayers. Remember, he's doing this all for... Tony Mazurkowitz family to raise money if you go to locustclub.org um, or uh, you go to Facebook to uh, his page or our page, the Valor Radio page, you can get a way to contribute. He really did want to put a substantial amount of money, be able to hand them, and not a penny of this is going to anybody but the family. Uh, he self-financed this entire trip. Unbelievable. So is there got, like a, a, a GoFundMe page or something for this? Just uh, Locus, if you go to locustclub.org, there's a there's a spot, there's a link to... You can donate. You can donate. And you can buy a couple of t-shirts if you want. Um, so, folks, uh, not try to give free advertising away here, but it's a really great cause. And, you know, when you talk about commitment, this is commitment if you've ever seen it. So we just wanted to make sure that... Uh, um, you know, we, we keep you up to date on what's going on here. Only 11 more marathons. Doesn't that sound like only 11 more marathons? Oh I remember we had him on on day three, and then we had him on around day 24, 25. And you know where he is? Yeah, I told you. He's in Homer, Pennsylvania. Homer, Homer. I'm not sure where. I don't Homer, know where that is. Though. I don't. I don't. Homer City, a little, PA. A little north of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so he's got a, a bit more northern northern travel and a bit more uh, eastern travel to make it back <laughs> it's not, here. Not easy terrain either. <clears throat> no, he's got he's got hills and mountains. I know. I was just looking. You can see the change in elevation. Just oh, you can see geez. the. Um, he, he has a monitor that he wears that shows oh, the boy. elevation change and all the other things. And he's uh, a lot of elevation changes yesterday. Up and down, up and down, up and down. So uh, that's rugged, rugged territory there. Yeah, for sure. And of course, he's staying away. From from the highways, trying to stay on smaller roads, um, and but uh, God love him for what he's doing. So, folks, just keep him in your thoughts and prayers. Hopefully, he can finish this up on time on June 11th, and uh, we'll celebrate uh, his the completion of this great feat uh, and his absolute wonderful tribute of uh, Tony Mazurkowitz and his family. Um, so. I don't know how much time we got left here in this first segment. Yeah, yeah like four minutes. Well, all right. Did, 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 you, did you want to go early? Do you need the time to collect your thoughts? Or what's no, 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 no. Is this going to stop? Is this going to stop here? <laughs> so got to watch a couple of uh, classic movies with the boys this weekend. Yes, a good time was had by all. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about uh, I, I really do enjoy the older movies. Um, I enjoy new movies, but I enjoy the older movies. Uh, the big one of the big things I notice is, uh, and with the new movies, no scene is longer than like twelve or fifteen seconds. Yeah, cut, 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 cut. Uh, people just yeah. and it's just the way it's done now. People's Shorter attention span, span yeah. or something, and they got to keep stimulating. And one of the things I like about 
some of these movies uh, that we watch, these older movies, is some dialogue gets to be developed. Some, uh, I think you develop the characters much more uh, when you see the interaction with other people. And, uh, I th- you know, that's the human condition. Well, so it this- slows the pace of the movie down, I think, to a, a reasonable degree. You know, when you have dialogue sequences and you may have, you know, like a one shot and then you, your, uh, your B camera is a two shot. You know, the reverse angle kind of thing. Uh, it gives a, a sense of continuity and realism to it that you don't get when you have all this manic MTV, you know, music video editing. Right, right. Um, but uh, so, uh, Steve, tell us about the movie real quickly here, the two movies we watched. First one we watched, we, we wanted to have a little bit of uh, service rep- representation. So we, we watched the Navy movie and we watched a... Uh, well, kind of a ground pounder movie, you know. We, the Navy movie was uh, one of my favorites. Was uh, the Cruel Sea from 1953 with the uh, Jack Hawkins? And some people say that's the best British war film ever made. A lot of people think it is, and I, I don't doubt it because uh, um, it was um, based on a, 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 a novel or a book by I think his name was Nicholas Montserrat. And uh, they made it into it. They, they were looking to make it into a movie right after the war, and they did. And they could not have got a, gotten a better crew to do it than uh, than uh, Jack Hawkins and Donald Sinden and Denholm Elliott and uh, Virginia McKenna. So it was it was one of my my favorites, and uh, I was glad that uh, you guys had never seen it before. Yeah, what did you think of it? No, I thought it was great. It was a great movie. I I read a little bit about it before we watched it, so I had a oh, general idea of what was uh, happening. But uh, and, no. and then we watched uh, an old favorite of mine, which is Twelve O'clock High. Which I mean, you cannot get a better quality movie than Twelve O'clock High. And uh, and the thing about the movie, which really impressed me always, was that there's only one sequence in the film that's actually. A, an air combat sequence. The whole movie is really told, um, you know, uh, it's it's really the the strain of command. It's about uh, um, the uh, you know the the, the forces that that uh, build uh, during a course of a, a conflict that uh, take take lives. They they destroy morale um, and uh, they um, you know enrich people along the way because the, these uh, guys in the nine eighteenth uh, bomb group. Um, you know, go through a, a real ordeal together, and uh, the no one uh, endures more in the movie than uh, Ge- uh, Brigadier General Frank Savage, played by Gregory Peck. And it was a great movie, and yeah, right. a great ensemble cast. It, it was, sure is. and I even with both of these uh, movies, I guess one of the things that uh, today movies. The everything's got to be special effects. Oh yes, you know Jeez, you've got to see people's arms blown. You know these movies were unbelievably effective and entertaining, and you know they were great movies. And we just didn't—they didn't have to spend a lot of time. Right. On, Is there a on more the, powerful the, scene in Twelve O'clock High than Dean Jagger? You know, standing in a in a, in a on the ramp of an abandoned field. And uh, cleaning his glasses and putting them back on again, and all of a sudden he has a flashback, and you see him. You see the planes coming in. I mean, that, that, that's, that's the just, movie. That's, that's the movie in, in, in a nutshell. Right. Whole thing told in flashback. Yeah. And sure. uh, back to Cruel Sea too. That's from my uh, my favorite British studio, which is Ealing. Ealing. 
Yeah, uh, they're, they're, were, they're the best. The, uh, the the close second is London Films, which was Alexander Cordes. Uh, oh, uh, fantastic! Yeah, what it was yeah. And of course, he was a close friend of Winston Churchill. Yes, he was. And uh, there was some talk of Churchill writing uh, or producing uh, one of the London Films productions. Is that right? It never came to fruition because you know uh, Winnie was a little busy those days. Yes, he was. But, uh, yeah. but he, got, he got involved with a lot of the movie making at the time. I I remember. Uh, oh, he was a, big into it. Yeah. He uh, have you ever seen uh, the light? I think it's called the Life and Times of Colonel Blimp. No, with, with, uh, no. With uh, oh my god, what a fantastic movie! That's a long movie. It's like a three-hour movie, um, made in like 1943. But it's got a very young Deborah Carr in it, and uh, she looks fantastic. Very but, nice. Uh, but uh, and it's in, in terrific Jack Cardiff color, uh, as I recall. But uh, that's another uh, movie. But the the, the uh, royal family was not real crazy about it. I'll bet. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, a little bit of music here. I guess we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about something a bit more contemporary here on Valor Radio. Valor Radio on the WYSL stations with the Colonel and the Captain. We'll be back. Oh, how it Because your future is worth it. MGM Associates Insurance. Proudly serving the region since 1984, MGM can meet your coverage needs, ranging from home, condo, and auto, all the way to specialized policies for business, workers' comp, to limo and taxi insurance, and coverage for tech professionals like IT specialists. They can also help lead you through the confusing maze in the new world of health insurance coverage and options. MGM Associates is large enough to serve you, but small enough to care so you don't have to wait in line on some 800 number to get prompt personal attention. MGM Associates is the only winner of the National Best Practices Award five times in a row. MGM is proud to support veterans groups, including Heroes Home Advantage. For your personal, business, home, or professional insurance needs, put the experience of MGM Associates Insurance on your team. Locally and proudly owned at 1745 Penfield Road in Penfield. 381-7008 or mgminsure.com an associate of Finger Lakes Fire and Casualty Route 227 in Trumansburg, New York What a crazy couple of years we've had. Everybody's fighting. Inflation is causing all kinds of havoc. We have people on television, on radio, telling us how much we should hate other people because they think differently than you do. We all need to sit back for a moment and just take a breath. Remember what we like about others, not what makes us mad about them. Most times I feel like we all want what's best for our families in America, but we just have different ways of going about it. My mother had a way of just taking a simple pleasure, like taking a bite from her favorite sandwich and saying, ah, this is good. For me, the Orioles may have a winning season. This is good. Oh, if you feel you want to talk about your current investment planning, estate planning, or life insurance, we're right in Penfield at AM Ginsburg Advisory Group, 585-377-4720. I feel better already. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., AM Ginsburg Advisory Group, and Securities America companies are separate entities. Join Abate Monroe County, American bikers aimed toward education and help adult bikers ride free and safe. Check out our meetings on the third Friday monthly at Wise Guys Diner and Catering, 2811 Dewey Avenue. Join Abate for less than 50 cents a week. Google Abate Monroe County on the web. 
Hey, how about becoming a member of the National Warplane Museum in Geneseo, New York? Help us preserve history. Plus, you get some pretty fancy benefits. Visit us online, nationalwarplanemuseum.com. From Niagara Falls to the Adirondacks and from Canada to Pennsylvania, you're listening to Valor Radio. Here comes summer. We're back in here with <laughs> with Valor Radio. Just trying to keep it timely. <laughs> All right, I, I have some timely for you, so I'm going to rag on the Navy a little bit right now. Go for it. Um, the USS Gerald Ford. Uh, it's the largest aircraft carrier in the world. Is that's it's our newest, right? Yeah, Isn't, yeah. yeah. Um, making just, just in Norway, wasn't it? Well, we're talking about that right now. It's. Uh, um, it's uh, sailed onto Oslo Fjord near Norway's border with a prospective NATO member Sweden on Wednesday. It's its first stop on its inaugural combat deployment and first to visit Norway from U- uh, from any U.S. aircraft carrier in 65 years. That long? Oh, yeah, but wait a minute now. So, you know, you got 4,000 sailors and Marines on oh. board that are getting this wonderful shore leave oh, yeah. in the Norwegian capital. But what is interesting about this is that uh, an advertisement from North Atlantic Airways that circulated uh, in the military community on Reddit and other social media platforms on Thursday appeared to show an offer for super low-priced airfare for U.S. troops to return to Oslo nine months after their stopover there. (laughs) 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 Presumably for the birth of any international spawn conceived during the rock weekend um, <laughs> of projecting American power throughout that's, the local populace. Well, that's a good incentive. Um, Maybe it would be better, more effective if they if they offered a, a program whereby you had like a name change that is uh, paid for <laughs> you know, as part of the package. So uh, this is based on uh, you know recent history. 2018, thousands of U.S. Uh, military personnel drank up all the beer in Reykjavik. Ahead of a major NATO exercise. Well, you know, in the we region. used to have a naval base there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it was mostly Vick, Navy guys. Vick, I'm sorry. In, in August uh, last year, more than 1,500 sailors and Marines spent a stay in the port city of, oh, oh, oh I can't say this, Alexandrupoli. Alexandrupoli in Greece, hmm. exhausting local eateries of eggs and meat <laughs> while clogging up the lines for tattoo parlors as well. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> is this what the Navy does? Yeah, I guess that, so. That's Navy's claim to fame that they, they go into a port and they... Uh, well, they're not going to, to a Norway for the Ludafisk. <laughs> so, do you have any uh, eyewitness accounts of uh, these yet, type of yet. things? We're, um, Maybe some pictures you, of the captain. It really misbehaving. was the first time in sixty-five years a carrier was there. Yeah, and it, this that's, is that's surprising. Well, I did not know so, that. So you know those Icelandic countries were not part of NATO though. So well, we used to do a thing called Northern Wedding, right. which was a big deal. Right, and I always thought the carriers went up there for that. But yeah. Maybe not. Um, maybe because it got in too tight, too close to Russia. Could be. Upset. upset. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll bet. You it, know, was, it was a pretty dicey yeah. world back then. Well, this exercise was spearheaded by Finland. Oh. Um, and it's another garden spot if you There's going to be 150 fighter jets from 14 nations, including Norway, participating in expansive air-to-air drills. Huh. 
Um, Did you say you went to Finland on, I spent on, a lot the, of time on the government coin? Yeah, I used to go there to teach. Finland's been, uh, they used to host the NATO, the, the course I taught once a year, they would host it in Finland. Oh, and beautiful. it was uh, always oh, nice. an experience going up there. It's always not the best time of year, I will I was tell you. Say, yeah. You know, it's March, April, and you want to talk about miserable weather a little, yeah. br- a little brisk up there a little brisk the first time they took us way up north it was like two hours north of helsinki yeah and it was miserable and the buildings up there were all built they were built like russian buildings you know like the the resort that we were put mm-hmm. up at it was like a, a bathroom in a in a boat it was like a i don't know what they call a wet bathroom i mean there was no Delineation between the shower, the sink, and the toilet. So when you're in the, oh, the shower, whole, the whole thing is the shower. The whole thing is the shower, and every <laughs> bathroom has a big squeegee in it. But you know, you got to make sure nothing's out. It's really sort of bizarre how yeah, they built. I love very European built, plumbing too. Very Eastern block built. <laughs> the way the the farther north you got, the closer it looked like Russia. Is that one of those places where they never turn the engines off on the vehicles? Well. I'll tell you, I, had a, I, had a, I rented a Volvo, and they asked me where I was going. I told them I was going up there, um, and they gave me a Volvo with studs still in the tires and showed me how to plug it in, and at the parking lot at this resort we were at. Block eater. Yeah. So, uh, but I remember going out. It was just like going up to Plattsburgh or something in the winter. There was Ooh. so much ice on the... I couldn't get the door open. I mean, I had to... Uh, I really had to beat the door. When I lived in Minnesota, I... I I went to the auto parts store and I said, "I'm going to be ready." And so I got the the uh, the door lock deicer, which I put in the glove compartment. What what is it? It's a spray. <laughs> oh, the it's spray? Like a solid. Oh, but, but you can't like get a... the door open if the lock deicer is in the glove compartment. You have to carry it with you. You know, the, the bottom line, Finland. Uh, been holding out for a long time, wanting to get into NATO, and uh, hmm. they paid a you know pretty big price for a small military to do that. <laughs> they got one of the coolest tank museums up there. Finland has a tank museum. Oh my God! Yeah, well they've been conquered so many times. You know they they have a lot of the leftover tanks. Well, what are we going to do with all these old tanks? <laughs> um, and uh, uh, and our good friend uh, Timor Teravasali um, was actually one of the. Board members of this museum, and he would take us there, take the class there every year uh, to see. And you know, we, we things that we hold. Uh, um, Is there a good like a stateside uh, armored museum? Yeah. Now, I mean, the best one is at uh, at uh, Fort Moore. They moved it from Fort Knox, the Pat Museum. They they moved it from there because they made one combined uh, mounted warfare center wow. at Fort Moore. Formerly Fort, formerly known as Fort Benning, mm-hmm. um, and that's a great museum there. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been to the new Army Museum right outside Fort Belvoir. That is the There's just opened. Belvoir's just, got one. Just opened. It's like the the Army Museum. Wow! And I, 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 I know that. I've been sending money to it. They keep you know they're very aggressive with fundraising. Pri- government run? Yeah, it's government. Yeah. Wow. Um, and of course, it had to be spe- in the D.C. Beltway. Yeah, it looks pretty spectacular. I just haven't had a chance to get there yet. My brother only lives a few minutes from it, so next time I'm down seeing hmm. him, definitely got to you know block out a hmm. day. To go there, but uh, definitely, um, yeah. So, but so our our navy guys are up sowing their wild oats in the Icelandic nations right about now. Guys and gals, yep, yeah. They are. Um, 
So we'll see. Maybe the oats freeze before they can do any serious damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Things yeah. are things are warming up up there. Um, but uh, and the army's to or the navy's to blame. Yeah, we were we were always <laughs> <laughs> we always went to the Mediterranean during cold weather months. People would say, "Oh, you got to go there during the summertime when you go in Porto." The chicks do this and that, and I'm like, we we went there in like November and December. No one's going to be, you know, throwing off their shirt in December. So that, that's a, like a custom in, in Mediterranean ports. Oh, it is? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I, I, they tell me. I don't know. It didn't happen to us. Steve, how many times did you throw off your shirt? No, no, no. It was. It was. It wasn't. We, it was not that kind of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you never know. You know you Ladies and gentlemen, know. he's actually blushing. Yeah, <laughs> and we know the yeah, Navy yeah. has a few of their own unique practices. Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah. So. Lately, especially. All right. Well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? But nonetheless, uh, the Navy is enjoying its time in Finland or in up in the Icelandic countries right now. Hearing some music, we'll take a break here. We'll be back with more Valor Radio. The WYSL stations, 92.1 FM, 95.5 FM West, AM 1040. I never had a love to call my own. I was about to give up, and then you came along. Just to have your tender ways thrills me for days and days. I don't care what nobody says. I want you for always. From Niagara Falls to the Adirondacks and from Canada to Pennsylvania, you're listening to Valor Radio. Welcome back in here to Valor Radio. Post-Memorial Day, we got the colonel and the captain for you. Thanks, Robert. So, Steve, uh, you sent me uh, an article recently, and uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about... Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit uh, jacked up about this one. Um, this is kind of like... Stolen valor, like uh, undersea stolen valor, if you will. Um, the Chinese, uh, I don't know, it's not government, but it's a Chinese entity that's responsible for it. They're stealing artifacts and steel and other uh, ship parts off of two uh, major World War II uh, shipwrecks that occurred in the South China Sea. The HMS... Uh, 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 Repulse, which is a battle cruiser, and the HMS Prince of Wales, which was, those are the two ships that went down on the 10th of December in 41, right after Pearl Harbor. And it was a shock to the system in Britain because those were the two most powerful ships in the fleet after the HMS Hood went went down during the, with the battle with Bismarck. But Prince of Wales actually duked it out with, with um, Bismarck and then she went to the Pacific, and within you know days of Pearl Harbor, she was sunk, and it was a, a, a tra- trauma, national trauma for Britain, and they lost 842 sailors um, in in, uh, in those uh, sh- ship sinkings, and they're considered uh, tombs underwater. They're in 223 feet of water, so they're not that far down underwater. So what's going on is these Chinese uh, salvage guys. Are, um, it's a, it says a Chinese registered bulk carrier was anchoring illegally in waters off East Johor, which is in the South China Sea. 
The Malaysians um, found a cannon shell believed to be from World War II and was investigating if the, the bar, uh, barge carrier was involved in the looting of those two British warships. In the past month, illegal salvage operators were believed to have targeted HMS Repulse and HMS Prince of Wales, uh, and uh, uh, fishermen and divers apparently were alerted, uh, alerting authorities after spotting a foreign vessel in the area last month. And the last Sunday, the vessel was detained for uh, for anchoring without a permit. Uh, they, they got a crew of 32, including 21 Chinese. That the uh, they found that's when they I guess they found this projectile or whatever it is. The Brit- British National Museum of the uh, Royal Navy said it was, quote, distressed and concerned at the apparent vandalism for personal profit, which is sort of their way of saying that, you know, th- this is not good. There's, so there's a market for these There's, uh, a, there's a definite market. What it is, is um, there's something that uh, th- they had a crane aboard that was um, pulling up big heaps of rusty metal. And uh, it's, it's known as pre-war steel which is very valuable, high-grade steel that could be smelted and recast as medical and scientific equipment. Apparently, it's very sought after, and it was um, very special steel at the time. Um, this was not the first time that the two ships were um, looted. Uh, back in 2015, it was reported that foreign treasure hunters with homemade explosives were blowing big steel plates off the side of the uh, bat- a battle cruiser and the battleship uh, that were laying on the ocean floor after they blew them up, and they were just pulling them out of the ocean. And, not, um, not surprising to learn that uh, pre-World War II steel is uh, superior to Chinese crap. It definitely is. And uh, apparently they, they took off a lot of aluminum and brass fittings that were re- uh, recovered from the bridge and other compartments. Um, now, the thing that uh, relates to us, though, is uh, the U.S. Navy has... 17,000 uh, shipwrecks worldwide that it's concerned about because apparently the, uh, the some of these same uh, uh, pickers or whatever we want to call these guys went after the uh, cruiser, heavy cruiser USS Houston, which was sunk in World War II in 1942. And apparently the, the Houston is like, uh, they, they they figured that it's, it's seriously damaged to the point where... Um, you know they're they're concerned about the thing even being there the next time they go looking for it because they're they're taking so much stuff off of it. Apparently there are actually forty ships in the in the Royal Navy that were sunk that are no longer around because they've been they've been actually picked clean. Picked clean. So um, steel's changed. I mean the the quality of the steel has changed. Yeah. I know with my little company, you know, I started in 1991. Just be even between 1991 and you know 2013 when I sold, I saw a change in the steel I was buying from the same producers, same specifications and stuff. Um, from the same producer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know where they got it, the local distributor, but uh, I don't know who was producing it. But I, you know, it was the same spec. Uh huh type of steel um i saw a mark change in it the other thing i'll tell you i've got a few knives that were my you know my dad's and my uncle's world war ii Uh i should have shown them to you while you were over next time i'll show them a couple of them to you i put an edge on i carried one of those knives my entire military career wow and i will tell you in 30 years i think i sharpened it twice uh just unbelievably 
once you put an US edge steel. on it. Yes, wow. yes. And the stuff today just doesn't even come close. Um, you know, we're, we're barely producing virgin steel. You know, we're, we're re using a lot of old steel uh they say there's you know the there's a lot of mini steel mills now compared to the massive ones that we had 40 or 50 years ago um and what do you you have uh, ceremonial swords in the army right yes who, who makes your swords you know different companies there's no yeah we have um we had for the longest time we had Solingen steel right making or toledo steel also for a long time right but um they're both gone now the, the germans don't make any of our blades and I don't know where they're getting it from. Yeah, so the older the steel, probably the better the blade. Um, I'll bet. Yeah. So, you know, they talk about some of these, uh, uh, you know, st- uh, samurai swords that were brought back from Japan after World War II, and the, the quality of the steel was just, you know, just so... I'm, I'm not surprised that uh, they're... Especially, you know, you mentioned the Chinese, but everybody that's producing higher-end... You know, metal stuff is probably looking for the source of the steel that they're using because it can affect how long the thing lasts. I mean, I'm not surprised this is happening. No, but, you know, I tell you what, a lot of people may want to check out eBay because you're going to start seeing stuff on there like, um, you know, like voice tubes or, you know, something from a, a, from a, a, a ship, a naval ship. And it could very well be something that came off of those. I well, the other thing too is you got to understand, it. You know, there used to be Binnacles. probably fifty years ago. There's probably a pretty, dire, you know, direct route for artifacts. Yeah. Now, because of the way the world is, I know anybody that wants anything no, can look around until they find it. So, you know, it's like Titanic pieces of Titanic. People would love to have them, right. but I, you know, for for guys who are naval collectors. I mean, HMS Prince of Wales is pretty cool stuff. Right, right. So you're and it was 250 to... feet down as opposed to Titanic's, what, five miles or whatever? Yeah. Right. So it's not a, it's not it's a tough be a lift. It's a feeding frenzy. Yeah. So yeah. It's gonna, you're probably going to see more of this. We'll keep an eye on this mm. and see, uh, you know, what the future holds with it. But uh, Well, yeah. Joe Biden told us that, you know, that straight razor that Corn Pop used is uh, yeah, that was <laughs> a really good quality. You could, you could, yeah, he was a bad dude. He's a bad dude. He's you you bad could hit dude. that straight razor right on the curb there and, you know, make it try to make it dull. Yeah. <laughs> so um, speaking of dull... Um, by the, by the time the show play uh, the show plays, we might have see what's happening with the debt ceiling. Looks uh, like the Republicans cut a deal uh, with the president. They're going to raise it. They have to raise well, it. Of course, they have to raise it. But uh, you know what's what's happening on on the margins. Usually, they just agree to raise it. Now there are some controls that have been put in. They wanted to go back to pre COVID. Uh, budget levels. They've agreed to stay with the 2023 budget level, which is lunacy. Obscene. You know, which is, is $1.3 trillion in debt for each one of those years that we spend that money. We're going to add Same to the debt. stuff, different year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, giant stacks of unspent COVID money around, too. Uh, and just absolute pork mm. out the butt. Um, just unbelievable what's going on. So we'll see what happens. We'll talk about it next week, see what the final is. But uh, it looks like we're going to avert this uh, tragedy and uh, what they're saying will be a tragedy. And all will be well in Washington yeah. until the next one. Sure. Hearing some music here. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with a little bit more of Valor Radio right after this. San Francisco Bay Rolled off of the ship 
because your future is worth it. MGM Associates Insurance, proudly serving the region since 1984, MGM can meet your coverage needs, ranging from home, condo, and auto, all the way to specialized policies for business, workers' comp to limo and taxi insurance, and coverage for tech professionals like IT specialists. They can also help lead you through the confusing maze in the new world of health insurance coverage and options. MGM Associates is large enough to serve you, but small enough to care so you don't have to wait in line on some 800 number to get prompt personal attention. MGM Associates is the only winner of the National Best Practices Award five times in a row. MGM is proud to support veterans groups, including Heroes Home Advantage. For your personal, business, home, or professional insurance needs, put the experience of MGM Associates Insurance on your team. Locally and proudly owned at 1745 Penfield Road in Penfield, 381-7008 or MGMinsure.com. An associate of Finger Lakes Fire and Casualty, Route 227 in Trumansburg, New York. The colors are red for valor, white for innocence, and blue for justice. Our nation's flag proclaims liberty for all. And our military service members continue to fight for the right to live in freedom. Honor their service and sacrifice with an American-made flag from the Stars and Stripes Flag Store. Visit eflagstore.com to shop now. All proceeds support Veterans Outreach Center and local veterans. As a veteran of the United States military, I can finally get the opportunity to enjoy special events, things that we couldn't afford, thanks to Vettix. Every empty seat at a concert, a game, or a play is a missed opportunity to say thanks to a veteran and service member. We can give our veterans a special event where they, too, can create their own cherished memories. Visit VetTix.org. Find out how you can make a difference in a veteran's life. You're listening to Valor Radio with Colonel Paul Simonelli. And Captain Steve Mamano also with us. Yes, we got the full strength whole team here on Valor Radio today. Thanks, Robert. So I, I want to draw a comparison here. Uh, you know, we just had the PGA Championship here. It was a great event. Rochester looked great. Um, the course was spectacular. It was a you know very competitive event. Kudos to you know the thousands of people that made it happen, um, and very successful. But if there was one blemish, it was Verizon. Um, if you were at the course uh, and were trying to use your Verizon phone, um, you had a almost difficult, if impossible, time using it. Why? Well. There's a bad spot there. There's been a bad spot there for years. Um, I know because my parents used to live right off of 490, very close, in line with the golf course. I go by this exit every day. You know, I go down 490 every day going home to Pittsburgh, and there's a spot. If I'm talking to you on the phone, I lose you for about you know, 15, 20 seconds. There's always been a dead spot right around where Oak Hill is to start with. Wow. And my parents' house, sometimes I'd have to go outside. To make my phone work. So Verizon comes in, does their assessment. Um, they know what the crowds are going to be. They know what all the first responders, everybody's going to be a strain on the system. They bring in two portable systems and yeah. doesn't have a, doesn't even touch the problem. It so didn't, didn't, so much didn't, so didn't work. Yeah, so that. much so that first responders, law enforcement had to go to an alternative vendor who was just literally dropped off hundreds of phones and um, 
that were spread out to all the first responders from a different vendor. I'm not going to say, but it was a pretty classy act for them to do that. Yeah. Just dropped them off and said, here, do what you need to do. Good for them. Um, and they worked. And they worked. Wow. You know, but once again, you get people concentrated like that. There's always going to be some issues, but it just that. Now, the reason I bring that up, because now um, our military, along with a bunch of militaries from other countries in Poland, are testing apps on phones to communicate to do war with. And apparently there's a secure network floating out there that. You give people these phones that are part of this network, and they can see up-to-the-minute information mm-hmm. that we used to get through the radio, through other systems, but now they're saying, you know, you can hold it on this phone, this smartphone in your hand. And I'm just thinking, why? I mean, so it's probably a wonderful technology, and it's great that the military is accessing the most recent technology. What kind of what kind of sense of security do you have as a boss, knowing if you go to a football stadium, your phone doesn't work, but now you're in the middle of a battlefield and you're going to rely on that no, information for life or death. Yeah, that's not good and thing. so I know I'm being an old... And the military always seems a little behind with technology, and there's a reason for that, because it's critical that whatever it is, it works. The bugs so, are worked out, yeah. Yeah, and, and so... Um, you know, this is sort of interesting technology, but really it's just using cell phone to communicate maps, locations, other things. And they're saying, oh, it can't be compromised. It's secure. Mm-hmm. Well, that automatically <laughs> it starts out. And with the capability of jamming or messing it up, all I'm going to say is look at uh, Oak Hill last week and see just with, you know, overwhelming the system what you can do. So I, I'm not a real big proponent of this stuff it's great that they're testing these technologies it's not something if i was a commander that i would come to rely on it's it's amazing you know a paper map doesn't change (laughs) it doesn't unless it burns up you've got it and uh uh but we've got ah you're just a luddite colonel i know i know whatever that means but uh anyway you know what that means Luddite? Being a Luddite? No, I'm going to have to look that up after. I'm oh, no, so real quick. It's, it's the name of Ned Ludd. He was the guy who opposed the Industrial Revolution in England in the textile industry. Oh, well. Back in, so, so they tried to destroy all the automated looms. No, and I'm, I'm perfectly okay with technology advancing, but when it comes to the military, it's like, I, I would just say it's not something I'd come to rely on. It might be a nice thing to have when it works. But boy, I wouldn't. I yeah, wouldn't. You don't want flavor of the day. You want something that's tried and right, tried and right. tested and true. So, well, I fired Verizon myself last year. I'm a patriot now. Fantastic. How's, how you like it? Fantastic. Um, I, I'm every company. There's good, bad, and ugly with it. So I'm, you know, I'm not going to take sides here uh, with it. But because uh, I've places I travel in the country, um, you know, other. Phone systems don't work, and Verizon works well. So uh, I've generally I haven't had any problem, but I will say that's always been a problem in that little valley area there that, that they've just never come to fix, and it really just got exacerbated. Bottom line, though, using tech, this technology for the military, it's nice, but it's like I said, it's not something I'd come to rely on or live with. So we, you know, Memorial Day for for a long, long time, we saw. Tremendous number of people, half a million sometimes, show up in Washington, D.C. for Rolling Thunder. Right? Remember? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, this story. And um, now 
you know, because of names and licensing and everything else, um, they've had to change it. They call it Rolling to Remember. And remember, the one year the Department of Defense wouldn't let them use the Pentagon parking lot right. when COVID first hit. Political correctness. Right, right. So yeah. they couldn't let them. So they had they went to RFK Stadium and used that parking lot. But um, they're back, and this year they were back under a new name. Um, they're and, back at the DOD park? Parking yes, lot? yeah. Oh, excellent. Um, and so it'll... But it was two years of permitting issues. Um, I mean, they made it difficult. But bottom line, Joe Chinelli, the executive director of AMVETS, uh, which is a veteran service organization that's been around since 1944, uh, they were grateful um, that D.C. hosted the bikers the past two years. Um, And... uh, so we'll see. You know what? You know, I'm not sure if they got back to the Pentagon this year. They're still trying to get back there. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm sorry, I was mistaken about that. So they're 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 still working through that. They, the people want to go back to the Pentagon. They, that's the epicenter of the Department of the, you know the military. Mm-hmm. That that's the brainstem of that, and they want to be there. How come uh, they changed the name? Um, I think it had to do with licensing and other uh. things. Change in sponsor when AMVETS took it over. They lost the right to use the name, oh. um, but you got guys showing up. Guy, seventy-nine-year-old guy, wrote from San Diego to be there. I mean, wow. think about that. Give me a break. Um, you know what's the big deal here? Talk about petty. Yeah, yeah. So um, hopefully, you know, they'll keep this thing going, and uh, you know, Gold Star Mothers are on board with it. You know, raise a lot of money for those people. Um, and so it's just uh, uh, maybe one of these years I'm going to have to do this before I can't ride anymore uh, and go down and attend this. On your Indian? On my Indian. Yeah. Um, these people, you know, definitely the minority with Indians, but they're they're seeing more and more of them out there. Well, you may not be able to go uh, uh, unless you change the name of your bike. You think? That's right. Yeah, it's, it's probably, not, it's probably it's, illegal in New York State now. You think it's, it is? Yeah, it's, you're not very kind. You be, you're riding an indigenous. I think yeah. an indigenous. Yeah. That's right. Indigenous. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I meant to show you the bike the other day when you were oh, over. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get out there to do that. Well, I got a close up look at one. I, I was uh, at a vendor's house. He does business out of his house. He had one of those things. He gave me a. He's really proud of it. Gave me this guided tour of it. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a pretty nice bike. Steve's seen pictures of it, but I, uh, I just like Indians. They're yeah, just cool. Looking. I I like Indians Talk too. Talk about luxurious. I know. Um, it's a substantial motorcycle. I mean, it really is. Yeah, it's a and and mine's uh, pretty sizable too. I mean, it. Uh, um, yeah, you can have a handball game in, on that thing. Oh, stop! It's pretty pretty impressive. <laughs> this this one had like uh, the touch screen and all that stuff, screen, and yeah. it's got wow. the cruise and yeah. and uh, anti lock brakes. So much for luddite. He he heated seats and stuff. Heated seats. Yeah. Heated really. Handlebars. Wow. Um, and there's something about the something about the windscreen too. Uh, what was that? It, like a heads up it, display. Does, does it does it? Mine yeah, goes, well, mine goes a, up and down. Yeah. How that's cool. It. But I think you can get a heads-up display, too, right? Um, I don't think so. No? I don't think so. I know there's aftermarket stuff you can do for a heads-up display. I don't think Indian's putting that on yet. Um, If you bought, like, a top-end Cadillac, okay, or Lincoln, Mm -hmm. this has all of that stuff. 
Well, not everything, not everything, but it has. It, they've they've come a long way. A lot of technology. In fact, you know, I took it in for inspection a couple of weeks ago. Um, make sure we're all set for the season. And every year they have a software upgrade. You can do it yourself, but I just never feel comfortable. I've tried it once, but so I let them do it when they're inspecting it and changing the oil, and um, mm. just you know they tweak the software a little bit, and then, you know you can change the modes from tour to sport to reg, you know rent normal, uh, so you get different rides, different acceleration. Do you have reverse on yours? Pardon? Do you have reverse on yours? No, I don't have reverse on mine. That usually you don't. They they add that when people get trikes, you know, and they turn it into a, a three wheeler. They'll, they'll add a reverse to it, but um, no, it does not have reverse. <laughs> a big, heavy bike. It is. It's about 900 pounds. Wow. Um, Shoot, it's priest. Yeah. and That's a big bike. Yeah, that is a lot of bike. It sure um, is. But boy, it's comfortable riding. Does it have like a bird crap detector? <laughs> <laughs> like an incoming. Oh, well. Oh, that would ruin, really ruin my day. Anyway, that's it. That's all we got time for today. Let's keep our on that note. note, uh, Let's keep our soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, coasties, guardians, all those serving by their sides in your thoughts and in your prayers. Have a great week. Summer's here. Be safe. Watch out for those motorcycles. God bless, and we'll see you next week on Valor Radio. I don't do it for the money. There's bills that I can't pay. I don't do it for the glory, I just do it anyway, providing for our futures, my responsibility.